Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back, everybody, to the second part of the Doddleston Messages. Mm. Um, do we need a recap? I don't think we need a recap. No, let's go straight into it. Let's get straight into it. I wanted to talk about um, Debbie's relationship with Lucas. Yeah. And we'll get to that, but there's a couple of things that I need to back up that I forgot from last time. Thank you, Doke. Firstly, I'm Pirate. I'm Josh. And this is Paranormality UK. Yeah. Okay, so, do you remember the researcher, Peter Trinner, the guy who was doing, oh. looking into all the words, he was an Oxford the... University chap, he was the guy who was like really into his languages. Yes. Yeah, you remember yep. him. Good. He studied the old English and yeah, translated yeah. it. And yeah, so. yeah, he translated everything that I've been reading so far. Um, now, he was an Oxford University boy, and mm. Lucas loved that. <laughs> Posh. Right. Well, because Lucas was from um, uh, Oxford as well. Do you remember we revealed that he was actually from Brazenose College, not Jesus College, last yes. time? Um, Brazenose College was a very prestigious college, still is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucas wanted to have more communication with Peter because he felt that he would be able to understand him a lot better. Because you've got to remember, Lucas mm. has trouble reading our English as much as we have trouble reading his. Yeah, yeah, that so, makes sense. So to communicate with Peter or to try try and get Ken to do, you know, writing in old English, uh, that was one of what Lucas really wanted to do, and he um, he even challenged Peter to go to the Oxford University and mm-hmm. tell him what was written in Latin above the fireplace. Okay. Now, Peter did this. He went down to Oxford University. He, he went there mostly to actually research the people who were enrolled at the university mm-hmm. at the time in, 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 that Lucas said that he was there. And he didn't find anyone called Lucas Wayneman. Oh, so this is this another trick by... Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, Lucas didn't at this point want to reveal his true identity. Peter did find his true identity, and he wrote it down in his list of names, but they didn't know who it was at the time. And he also went to the fireplace in the library... There was no Latin written there. The Latin was written over the top of the staircase. 
Okay. So when Peter came back and they sent Lucas a message saying we couldn't find any writing on the fireplace, Lucas is like, oh, silly me. No, of course it's on top of the, uh, over the staircase, isn't it? And then he recounts what the actual Latin actually said. Um, so confirming it, what Peter had mm-hmm. actually found as well. Um, but yeah, that, that was uh, just something that uh, I wanted to make sure that we covered. Um because it was important to Lucas that uh, that Peter actually sort of state, starts breaking the back language barrier for him, yeah, as well. You know, it's not just a one way thing. Um, and also, um, Lucas, uh, as, as I told you last time, he'd been sort of testing them, giving them false information, and mm-hmm. then he said, "Oh, why, you know, why haven't you picked up on my misspellings and my?" false truths and stuff like that. So he also wanted to get uh, a second opinion. So he brought a friend of his. um, What Lucas brought the friend. Lucas brought a friend. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. Here's a thingy from the, about the fireplace. He says, I must cover my shame. I made a mistake about the words above the fireplace. It is in my poor memory. The words are above the first stairs. Anno Christi, some date, et regis Henrici, Octavi, Primo, and it goes on. Yeah. So, yeah, he, 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 he does confirm that the, the Latin is, you know, where it's supposed to be. But then he brings a, a friend to come and see his, what Lucas calls the, the computer, his Leems Boist. <laughs> right. He refers it to his Leems or Leems Boist, which means box of lights. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, they wouldn't know what a computer is. No, or. no. And it's unclear at this time exactly how he's writing the messages, whether he's actually figuring out how to type on a you know, a keyboard and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, which would be completely alien to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, or, or what is going on. Um, but he um, says that he, he wants to bring a friend to come and witness this Leem's boy, him using the Leem's boist. And so one day they get a very weird message. Uh, I'll show because it just looks like a uh, yeah yeah it's just letters try yeah just letters uh, computer this b how to make my leans John e four g z e s s r t g you know and they're like what the hell's that and then I'm not sure exactly how much time later but they get an actual proper message from this friend uh, my good man. I have heard of your griffins, lions, and wondrous possessions, and it is too fantastic to understand, and your people are unnatural, although I have no dread. You are a phantasm of great powers, and it is my theory that you are in the future. So, you can tell when the king ends his reign, and who is to take the crown. How do you cure people of your time? Is the computer yours, pray? The fashion of our time is such that I will not give my own name or Lucas's true description and name. I beg you forgive me for my delay, for I was uncolted, uh, thrown from his horse, on his way from Stockport in a hurry. A friend. But obviously we already know his name is John. (laughs) (laughs) Because they buggered up the first transmission. Um, So, yeah, so now we've got multiple people it seems back in the past that can use this Leems Boist 
computer. Yeah. And we'll come back to that a little bit more soon. Um, what I find interesting there is what what was the year 1540 was it? right about then yeah it's still unconfirmed at this point i think he said 1521 so could he have been messages. arrested for like witchcraft or anything like oh that? you're onto something now josh am i you're onto something now i was gonna say it seems weird that they've got this device this leams leams voiced, voiced and this which lights that the devil maketh yeah and there's him and his friend using it that's uh that's which alarm bells are ringing now aren't they <laughs> yeah okay well we will get to that yes lucas does very much get in trouble his friend drops him in it big time ah but not before we start visiting some more of deb's dreams ah yes now because De- uh, deb's has quite a few dreams that she um she recounts in these messages in this book um and i kind of I kind of feel sorry for Ken in a way mm-hmm. because when she has a dream, it's almost obvious that it is something that is really happening. Okay. Because yeah. Lucas will write her little love notes afterwards and Ken will pick them up and read them and he'll be like, hmm, I, I don't think this is, uh, <laughs> this is written to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's trying to poach his yeah, own wife. Sort of, yeah, from nearly 500 years in the future. Wow, um, the nerve of him. <laughs> That's quite cheeky, isn't it? Don't even worry about Ken, I'm going to chat up your lady. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I'll, I'll tell you, this is the first... Uh, do you remember, she had a dream in the last episode mm-hmm. where she just appeared in the house and was like, oh, this is a bit strange. Yeah, and then yeah. she heard Lucas say, yes, it is strange indeed, mate. And then she just like, and disappeared back yeah, again. Yeah. Well, in this dream... I'm going to literally read this direct from the book. Okay. Because it's a bit longer and it's a bit more involved. Okay. So uh, Debs has gone to sleep and she's woken up in Lucas's um, house. And now Lucas has already referred to his working maid, Catherine, a few times, hasn't he? Yeah. A a young girl. I think she's only about 14 years old. I guess you'd call her his ward, I think they called it back in the old days, where a man would accept, like, you know, young children in to help about the house. And, I don't know, maybe sexual favours might have been involved. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, anyway, Catherine lives there and works there. She is his cook. Okay. Okay. And when Deb's wakes into the dream when she starts the dream Catherine is there Catherine was working on a small kneeling stool she was oblivious to my presence entirely Lucas strode into the room speaking words I could not understand they were for Catherine's benefit he stopped and saw me and greeted me Catherine stood up she looked very worried and confused Lucas turned to her and told her not to be afraid and that I was harmless but she looked blankly at him Then Lucas stiffened and his mood changed. I saw he was angry. He shouted something at Catherine and she ran to him. She seemed to be very frightened of him. I asked Lucas what he was saying, but he cut me short. He pushed me into the centre of the room. He pushed me into the centre of the room and asked me to pick up a knife from the table. To Lucas's and my own astonishment, my hand went straight through the whole table. Other than a prickly feeling in my right arm, I felt nothing. Lucas seemed to think it was a conspiracy and started losing his temper some more. 
He pushed Catherine into the centre of the room to face me. She was very upset and confused. He seemed to be repeatedly shouting her to look at me. She started to cry. She was so very young. Lucas, what are you trying to do? Please do not shout at Catherine, I pleaded. There's nothing more uncomfortable than seeing someone cry. Be still. Why do you not show? Lucas asked me crossly. But this time I was getting upset. Lucas shouted at Catherine once more and she ran out. I think I felt nothing but hatred. This ruined my image of Lucas and the kind gentleman he was. He was really a bully. In my upset temper, I said something, but I can't remember what. Perhaps I was too upset to hear myself, but it really upset Lucas. He turned away to face the shells. His arms were crossed and he gave out a little whine, just closed his eyes. I couldn't tell whether he was crying. I went to move closer, but without looking at me, he pointed to the chimney. He wanted me to leave. I was so mixed up and so confused, but I still hated him. I walked to the chimney and found myself once again back half asleep near the cottage fire, waiting for messages or a distant sound of thunder. Mm, very mysterious. It's an odd one because Catherine... Now, we always think that children, you know, I mean, Catherine, I think, is about 14 years old. We always say that children are more susceptible to being open to seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. things that maybe aren't there, or, you know, what that sort of thing. Catherine seems can't see Debs when she's there. She has no idea about the Leem's Boist. Okay. So she can't see the, no. the box of light either? No. This is all completely unknown to her, and she just thinks Lucas is going mad. But this is Debs's dream, isn't it? This is Debs's dream, yeah. So it's hard to tell what what's going on, really. Like, did she imagine that, or... Is that actually happening? And is it? Yeah, I mean, is it happening? Lucas can see her. Mm. Um, she can't interact with anything, as though she's like a ghost. You know, um, when she, he tries to get her to reach, reach for the knife, her hand goes straight through the table. But later on in her dreams, she starts actually being able to interact with the environment when she's dreaming. But that's mm. not. We haven't got that far yet. But that does start happening. And it's, it's kind of confusing to me as well, because to not be able to pick up a knife and have your hand pass through a table in one dream. And then in a dream a couple of months later, I think she's helping him make candles or something later yeah. on. It's uh, almost and, like she's a ghost. In, yeah. But in, like in, in a later dream, I think the one back here that I've got marked, he starts getting her to help making candles and she breaks them. And she's like, Oh, I'm so clumsy handed and that. Like, and yeah. Ah, oh, so at this moment in time, she's seen a different side to Lucas that's has, more yeah. aggressive and... More ang- aggressive, yeah, can be angry towards his maid. Okay. And... She's not liking that at, mm. this, at this point. And I'm not sure if that dream, uh, maybe back in the past, back in the 1540s, when this was, maybe because Catherine got so upset... And Lucas has only just shown his Liam's voice to his friend, John. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Catherine and John start speaking about this and it's them that drops him in it. Because the next message that they get... You are a foolish scoundrel who has brought nothing less than evil upon the wretch. I hope he comes to no harm, for I guarantee your death by my own hand some way. It was not to be avoided with your charm of lights, and now he sits in the shameful dungeon. 
It will be your own ruin. Unless you help Lucas, he will die. If you reveal yourselves to the crown for what you are and display your devilish powers, then his life is saved. Reveal the truth and give no false threats and explain what is the need for the computer. Friend. Mm, they mentioned computer. The friend n- knows that we call it a computer. That's what ah. I think that Lucas has explained, although he calls it a Leem's Boist, he knows that its proper name is a computer. But the friend now appears to have dropped Lucas in it mm-hmm. to the local sheriff, and the local sheriff has locked him up. It's kind of like a witchcraft thing. A witchcraft <laughs> thing. The whole witchcraft thing. So yeah. obviously this puts them in a panic. Yeah. Ken needs to do something here you know he's you know it's their messages that have caused this to happen for lucas to be locked up yeah and there's been a lot of time involved in this oh yeah they don't want to lose lucas no no not again don't want to lose lucas so they they reply immediately and they say dear friend now we're now they're actually typing out as well what they've actually replied and you can see that they're trying to write it in old english so i'm going to read it as they write it okay dear friend if your time be much be to come, then that which hath spoken be true. Let Lucas write to me now, so that I might know why he doth suffer. If I am to help, I must know his true call, or his, his name, his true, what he's called, his name, his true name, Ken. No reply to this. They wait. They wait. Nothing happens. So they try again. A little bit longer. You have not written. Why be this? I would speak with the crown if Lucas be spared. Will you bring Tom Fowlhurst? That's the local sheriff. I cannot show myself, but I can write as to what you would know. Uh, where be this pit of shame in which poor Lucas does stay? Who, whose words sent him there? You have not told me Lucas's true name. I can help little if I do not know I am no cacodemon. <laughs> I am a man as mortal as the next, but I am in time to come, and I can tell you many things. I can tell how the pestilence comes and how it can be sometimes avoided, but none of this if Lucas be not spared. I have all the calls of young men at Bracenose, so I shall see which is untrue. Tell me his true call, Ken. That's quite smart, that message. Hmm. I like that. So if he can find out what Lucas's real name is, we can check the records to see actually what happened mm-hmm. to him, yeah. whether he actually died in a dungeon, a local or crane dungeon or whatever. You know, we can tell what happened to his life only if they can find out his name. Uh, I don't think he gave get a reply until possibly the next day. The friend does write back. I have spoken with the sheriff who says you ask him to come at short notice, but he will come tomorrow. You have asked the name of Lucas Wayman. For reasons I do not understand, his name is unknown to me. I hasten to ask him this, but he said he could not tell unless it be to your ear alone. He said if this is what is to help my friend, then I will hasten to press the matter to him. The sheriff told me that if you can show yourself for what you are, then you must give the mighty power to him, and he will request pardon for our friend Lucas, and he will beg the king himself to speak with you and your king. This is a thing that the sheriff himself 
has not had the pleasure of a friend. Hmm. Not a very good friend. Not a very good friend, no. So he, they're basically saying, we're not going to tell you Lucas's real name. Hmm. Uh, but if you can show us your powers, then the sheriff wants them for himself. <laughs> so what, what's Ken and Debs getting out of this then? Not a lot, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think these people in the past are calling all the shots. I thought of at this point, yeah. And really, Ken and Debs are sort of powerless. All they've got is the words that they can say. I mean, yeah. they can tell these people what happened in history, mm-hmm. but that's going to upset the timeline, isn't it? If you let someone know what happened in the past, ah, yeah, they're they, going to alter they it. Could alter it, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they replied. A friend of no name. You have said little. I would know the call of Lucas, but I can help only through my words. I can tell of many things. These words shall give power to those that have them. You must tell where be this computer. Is it in thy cellar? Can all who pass see this device? You shall tell me, Ken. I will have words one turn of my glass before night tomorrow. Uh... Like an hourglass. Yeah. 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 So So he's saying he'll send another message at 11 o'clock tomorrow night. I don't like the cut of his jib. Lucas seemed much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he thinks he's got power and it's gone to his head. Yeah, sort of. Uh, It seems that they're either really suspicious of it in the past Mm. or they want it for themselves. Yeah, a bit of jealousy in there, a bit yeah. of envy. Um, so anyway, they do get a reply. It is not right that you ask for my friend's name if you can give no reason for why you are asking. Well, I suppose to them that seems reasonable. How can it help him? Well, it can't. It can only help us to know whether he actually died in a dungeon yeah. or not. Or, you know, we can that sort of thing. Um, The sheriff does ask that you speak to him in person rather than through the computer, which he can't see. Oh, okay. Someone else that can't see the computer. Otherwise, the computer must be taken to Lucas in Borton Prison. Boughton? Borton? Boughton Prison? Or Nantwich. If he is there now... Oh, or Nantwich if he is there now. To show that he spoke the truth. But it is not easy to move the device as it seems to disappear when any have tried. This is bizarre. Only when Lucas is here does it appear solid. I beg a quick reply so I may go to him. John. So he's basically dobbed his mate in for no reason. Yeah. Because you can't move He can't even out. use the computer. It's, it's Apparently it's not even a solid object when Lucas isn't there. Man, this is getting bizarre. So obviously you, he can't actually be typing it. I... I I think, and I'm, I'm pretty sure later on in the book, it does actually explain that they just have to speak it and the words appear on the screen. I was thinking that earlier when you yeah. said about it, but I thought... I think that is confirmed later on in the book. We haven't really got that far, but um, yeah, it seems that it is quite an ethereal device and it only takes solid, true form when Lucas is there. Almost like he was the one, the chosen one. He is, yeah, kind yeah. of the chosen. He's he's kind of like a little bit special, you know, oh, not, yeah. not just a normal person. He's, so can John, John can't see this device either. John, I think John can see it and he can, 
interact with it. Obviously, he may have a little bit of like the shining as well. Yeah, but he can't move it. But he anything. can't move when he's tried to move it, it just disappears. So, so whoever has it, whether it's John or um, Foulhurst, the uh, the sheriff, yeah, they've got to leave it where it is for it to be effective. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Lucas needs to be with the computer. Yeah, they've got to get Lucas out of the prison so that anybody can use the lean boist. So, well, I mean... If well, John seems to be able to use it at the moment, but, you know... Why wouldn't they just get Lucas out of prison and the sheriff get him to type what he wants to know and stuff, rather than just locking him away and demanding stuff that isn't possible? Well... So I'm probably getting ahead of myself. It's, it's, it's frustrating. a little bit ahead of it, but, yeah, no, they, they respond like this. They say, my goodly friend... Thou must listen well. The device cannot be moved. I cannot tell for why, but I love Lucas and would not lie to thee. If my sheriff cannot see the computer, then bring Lucas to this place so that it shine as solid. Then these things be shown as truths. There is naught to fear, but much to gain if thee follow mine bidding. Lucas is a goodly man who dost rot in thy pit. But good friends, his crime is unkind to us. We can pass the days in idle talk without fear. Lucas came upon a great mystery, as innocent as a child. We are of time to come, men as yourselves. We are not demons or gods, but men who also see this mystery and are confused. This is not a thing to put a goodly man in the pit for. Bring him here and be not afraid. For these words are all that I have the strength to bring before you. Only good can come to all who speak in ways of righteousness to myself. Ken. Hmm. So they're still fighting for Lucas. They, they're, yeah, basically saying, look, if you can't take the computer to Lucas, get Lucas out, get the sheriff, get everybody that's involved, bring them to the computer yeah. and show it to them and show Lucas using it operational and then you'll all see that it, this isn't a devil's box mm. you know it and we're, we're all mystified by what's going on here but i don't see why a man should be put to prison for it yeah he hasn't exactly done anything apart from speak to yeah, exactly uh, speak to a little half invisible box of words <laughs> yeah which some people can't see anyway so no exactly um so anyway 23rd of April, late evening. Something has worked. The next message was from Lucas. He was back. Literally, yes. That's how it writes. And he writes quite a long message. Oh. My good friend, I know not where I can start to describe my misfortunes, but it is so good that I can have your true words once more, which I did not think to hear again. I have thought much of what you said and about the box of lights. Leem's boist. Uh, for it is this very matter I fear for my life. The sheriff has forbidden me to leave my house, and I am guarded by the sheriff's men who are at each door, but he agreed that I should be left to myself. There is nothing you can do because I have communicated with your time, and here are the consequences. I think we are a history book that, that it is... Ugh. That has its front and back pages joined together. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, we are each a side of it. The boist comes not from my time nor your time, but from God, as it were a guide for some purpose. 
We are in God's book. I can see what is to come and what has been. You can only see what has been. When your box came, there was a verse on it that said I was not to ask about your unnatural knowledge for the box of lights. Or the box of lights will be no more. It was in my language. My fellow Peter could not have done the writing so true as this was. I think you do not know about this. I have told the sheriff that though I have seen you and your sweet maid many times, one cannot speak with them, nor can I either, and never have. But I said that you are of strange description and appearance that would frighten any man to see you. I told him it is not too wise. <laughs> Nonetheless, I am still to satisfy his demands before the seventh day. I know not who betrayed me and accused me, but I know you are my true friends for whom I have much love. You would not do this to me and betray me, the trust that we have. I think you know what my fortune is, but I know not what you can do. My goodly friend, there must be some way of your time that can help me from my fate, for I see only the iniquity of cold temper of the law around my neck. You are now my true friends who are my only hope. Yes, I am old, but I have so many questions to ask you for my book, which is all I want to make before I go to my God. Pray you destroy my writing for fear the sheriff may ask what I have said to you. Your helpless friend, Lucas. I feel quite bad for him now. But he's back. He's he alive. That You know, he's home. He's alive. He's talking to them. There's a little rare hope there. There is a little rare hope, yeah. Um. So, anyway... Uh, Lucas asks, my fellow Peter, alas, what can be done? Uh, I think this might be afterwards. Actually, they might have replied to him and said, oh, thank God you're, you're back and, you know, uh, we'll try and find a way to help you. Uh, but we don't know what we can do from mm -hmm. 1985. We can only go by our records. And he says, my fellow Peter, alas, what can be done? I cannot even take your hand before sentence to death. I must have your words uh, before I bid farewell to good Peter. Long live our Oxford, Lucas. <laughs> you said your time is 1985. I thought you were also from 2109, like your friend who bought the box of lights. Well, now you've opened a can of worms. 2109? So there's people from the future involved now as well. Seems that someone from the future has delivered the Leem's Boist to Lucas and told him he's going to have this interaction. I was wondering where he got the box from anyway. Well, but I thought it was just going to come up, and now it has. We're there now. Okay, so, yeah. 2109 has delivered the box originally to Lucas. Lucas. Wow, so he's talking to 1985... And 2109 at the same time. But they're only talking to uh, to Lucas in 1540 or whatever. Oh, and Lucas is talking to both of them. It seems so. Well, I'm not sure uh, if Lucas has been speaking to both of them like constantly okay, yeah, up yeah. to this point. Just at different Or whether times. 2109 has kind of delivered the box and said, don't ask them too much about the future, but have a little chat with them. <laughs> and then just left us everyone to it. 
But either way, you know. Just when you think it couldn't get weirder. What's their next step going to be? Wow. It is calling 2109. Oh. So that's what they do. They just literally write a message on the computer saying, calling 2109. And they're just waiting and hoping for a reply now. Wow. So can we have a quick little recap? Yes. Up to this point. Yes. Just because I'm starting to get a little bit confused because there's so many people talking. And and this is where it really starts sinking in into some stuff now. All right. Can I tell you what I think's going on? And then you fill in the gaps and tell me if I've got it wrong. Yeah. So. Let's just pop this down. (laughs) I'm probably going to butcher this. So these people on the computer doing the cabaret act, they um, start working, they get a message. They then start talking to this guy, find out his name. He's from Oxford. Yeah. Um, where he went to college. I would like to interject here. Now, do you remember the very first message? It was just a strange cryptic um, poem. Yeah, it was like a lengthy... Like pussycat, pussycat, went to London <laughs> to seek fame and fortune and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I personally think 2109 wrote that. Oh, so they were there from the start. Yeah, I think they've put the first message on both the Leams voice and the computer in 1984. Oh, as a way like to a, tempt each side like to a start prank talking. Call. No, just a, a way <laughs> to start the conversation going. Okay. So then they... They start getting these messages to and from, they're finding out each other, they're testing each other, yeah. throwing out information, seeing what's true, seeing what's false. And then Deb starts having some dreams about Lucas. We find out he's got a, a maid or a some sort of cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his friend John dobs him in for having the light box. It's, it's not... He, he, Lucas, when he gets out, he says, I know not who has... Uh, oh, so it might not have been John. Then, might not have uh, been. Might have been Catherine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's blowing my mind. If it. it could be to either of them. After, um, after. I mean, after Lucas grabbing Catherine, got her to the middle of the room and going, "Look, look, look! Can you not see the woman in front of you?" And she's going, "No, no, I can't see anyone." So she's probably they, thinking Lucas is fucking crazy. Yeah, so, and she's so, like, oh, what's this? he's all about this bloody box of Leems Leems Boist. He's telling me to look at people that ain't there. <laughs> he's acting very strange. She, I reckon she's gone down the sheriff and she's gone, look, my man Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> so he could literally just be dancing around the room saying any old thing and people would go, that guy's clearly crazy. Yeah. But in his mind, he's actually talking and communicating. And- in reality, yeah, he's talking with his Leems Boist that not everybody can see. Yeah. So then he gets taken away for voodoo magic. Yeah. Then comes back. They've released him. uh, Under house arrest. Under house arrest. Under the agreement that he shows the sheriff, like, what he's been doing, what's going on. And and presumably the sheriff wants to get some kind of benefit. Mm -hmm. Because obviously they think this is all devil's magic. And whoever has this Mm. power has the power, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the one ring to yeah, move them all. Yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> so now he's back. He's communicating. He's feeling a little bit sorry for himself. He's kind of prisoner in his own house. And then now we've been hit. There's been talks of 2109. Now he's revealed that, yeah, 
2109s appeared to have delivered the entire thing to him and started the whole thing off. Wow, what a cliffhanger. And again, this week, my teats are going to be tickled. It is. I'm I'm pretty much going to leave it there. I just want to um, read the response. Um, I've got to wait another week to be milked. Yes. Because... This is all I'm going to say. The response that they get from 2109. 2109, when they speak, Mm -hmm. are very cryptic. They speak in riddles. They Mm. never sort of give you the answer that you want. Mm. But they say, Ken, Deb, Peter. We are sorry that we can give you only two choices. One that you either have your predicament explained in such a non-rhyme way that you may have instant understanding but cause what should not be to happen. Okay. Or, two, try to understand that you three have a purpose that shall, in your lifetime, change the face of history. We, 2109, must not affect your thoughts directly, but give you some sort of guidance that will allow room for your own destiny. All we can say is that we are all part of the same God, whatever he, it is. Mm. Okay. All right. Very cryptic. Very, very mysterious. Cryptic, very riddles. And that literally is all you get from 2109 all the way through the book. Well, towards the end, they're a little bit more forthcoming. But um, but that's where we're going to leave it. Is today. that pretty much the only message they give? Oh, no. Oh, they do communicate, carry and on. Lucas is going to go back to prison yet. Oh, mate. Poor old Lucas. All right. All right. We'll save it for next week then. I'll just have to his, his court case has not finished yet, Lucas. He's not lo- not entirely in the clear. Oh. Um, but it is the relationship that he has with Debs that is one of the things that it means he's able to get out. Mm. Okay. Eventually. So Debs helps him without knowing it. Well, they're, they're, they all kind of do. Even 2109 does in a sort of indirect sort of way. But yeah. we'll uh, we'll be catching up with that next week. Oh, I've got to wait a week. Another cliffhanger. We're nearly halfway through the oh. book now. You can tell I'm interested because I'm not saying much. I'm just sat here listening to you. Like, I, I know. This is I, getting good. It is. It, I can tell, I tell you, this is such a compelling story. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know what it is about me, but when I saw the... Because this was actually presented on a BBC programme back in 1996 mm-hmm. called Out of This World, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time that I um, even heard about this when I was 15 years old. And I felt such a connection to this story. Mm-hmm. And then after reading this book, I feel like I was meant to read this book yeah, yeah it's like I, a something about it is weird I don't know what it is but I just feel very connected mm. to this entire story and that's why I'm doing such a deep dive there's not a single other YouTube video or you know any people trying to explain it that yeah, are going yeah. this far into it I didn't know until I read the book that Lucas went to prison yeah okay you know, most people they say oh let Deb starts dreaming about Lucas and, and then they start going on about the poltergeist activity which is still ramping up and it's still mm. getting you know, happening and oh, it yeah. does even cause them the, the poltergeist activity causes them so much stress that they even rent another house. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. they're, 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 they're quite often they're staying away from the place just so they can get away from it all. The stress of it is putting massive pressure yeah. on their relationship. You know, they're trying to do the house up. I mean, I just don't know whether they're thinking, well, maybe we should just bloody sell the place or something, you mm. know? So um, it ramps up more from footsteps and things like Oh, stacking. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, there, there is at one point uh, uh, where Debs uh, goes to the house to feed the cats, and the cats are all sat on the garden wall, and uh, she thinks it's a bit odd. She's walking up the path. They're normally like all around her ankles, you know, mm. like cats are when they're about to be fed. She opened the door. The living room, all the furniture has just been hossed down one end of the living room, and the cooker in the kitchen is hanging at such an angle it would be on the floor, except the power cord is literally holding it in wow. position. And she just sort of shuts the door and, well, oh, I'm not going in there. Mm. You know, so, yeah, it, it's, it gets so bad, they end up having to rent another house, and they're spending most of their time in the other house, and they're only going back to the pro- to Meadow Cottage just for the purpose of mm. these messages. Damn. Talking to Lucas, so. Well. But that's it. I mean... Check back next week if you want to hear about more about the yep. Doddleston messages. Part three. Um, part it'll be part three. Yeah, this is part two. Uh, I'm really enjoying doing this. Oh, I'm loving it. The, particularly never... this, uh, this particular case, a deep dive in it like this. I, I, I'm just, I'm so. I've never heard a story like it. It's, it's unique. And we're not even at the end yet. And we're I'm not even halfway through. I'm hooked. It's, I want to know. It's brilliant. And I, I love it. And I'm glad you're loving it. I hope you at home are loving it. I hope you're going to come back next week. Uh, I don't know. We probably won't finish it next week. But, you know. <laughs> Part 79. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to dive this. I'm going to try and cover as much of this story as possible. Uh, if, you, if you're enjoying it, if you want to uh, learn more for yourself, do go out and buy it. The book is called The Vertical Plane by Ken Webster. It is available on Amazon at the time of this recording. Don't know how long for. Um, but, yeah, go and get it yourself and give it a good read because it's such a compelling story mm. and there's just nothing like it that I've ever yeah. read in my life. Totally different. And uh, Also, as we said before in uh, plenty of other podcasts, if you want to get involved with Paranormality, if you want to tell us your story, if you think you've got a story that's even better than this and you can't wait to tell it to the world and you want us to be the medium that you do that with, please send us an email at paranormality.uk at gmail.com. What's that email address, Josh? Paranormality.uk at gmail.com. Dot com. Yes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. <laughs> you managed to remember it. Thought I'd put you on trial there. It's the dot in the UK that always throws me off. I know, I know. <laughs> I I probably should have left a dot out. That's fine, it's, it's fine. It's, we'll it's, say it enough and then it'll be drilled into our heads. It so. will be, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for showing up, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, ta-ta. Ta-ta. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 